Hey everyone, I'm the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarain. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we talk all Nintendo news of the past month. And I was just saying to Kai before we started recording, we were thinking this might be a nice chill month. <laughs> then they drop a direct on us. Uh, which we were. <laughs> I guess we should have been expecting, given their track for uh, September directs, but... We've got a fair few things to talk about. There was some quite good stuff in there, I think. Yeah, it was honestly a pretty good one. I think one thing I said in the in the direct reaction is it's probably my least favourite of all the new ones so far. But regardless, mainly because there was like nothing... I would say entirely new. It was like additions to a lot of games we already knew about. Yeah. But the additions made were like... Or a lot of them are really good. So it's Definitely. kind of up to interpretation. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of things to discuss here, so uh, we're just going to get started with it. Of course, there will be uh, timestamps in the description below if you want to hop about between the different sections. But uh, let's just get started with our first segment of the podcast, Can't Have a Podcast Without News, Baby, where we talk about the news that's happened. And, you know, it didn't actually start off with the Nintendo Direct. Sony decided they'd get a head start and have a PlayStation Showcase. And... Now, we're not going to talk a lot about that, mostly because it was largely quite boring. Maybe that was just me, but... <laughs> I forgot there was one, I'll be honest. Did, did you even watch it, Kai, out of curiosity? No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't miss much. But, uh... <laughs> okay. One thing I do want to mention, though, is they announced that Spider-Man 2 is coming. Uh, the sequel to, of course, Spider-Man and then Miles Morales. And it seems to be a crossover between both versions of Spider-Man. And I'm so excited for this. And I, I haven't even played all of the original Spider-Man yet. I've only played a little bit of it out of Friends. But now that I have the right console to do it myself, I really want to get into this franchise because it's just such a fluid feeling game of swinging through New York. And I, yeah, it just seems satisfying overall. Yeah, do you have any interest in uh, the series at all, Guy? Um, I probably, not not entirely, just because I, I don't play uh, too many new, ga new games on PS4 and onwards, mm. but um, it, it looks really good, I've got to say. Well, you and, say you know, new, right? game with pizza time is, is good, so. Damn right. I mean, the original is like, is, is it two, three years old now? Which is kind of weird. Time yeah, is that's just... odd to think of. Time's odd, but um, yeah, I'm glad that it's, I mean, it's been very successful, so it's no wonder it's keeping going, but. That is, I'm very glad to hear about that, and I look forward to being able to get into the series myself. But um, the only other thing I want to mention that they announced was a, a Star Wars thing, which, as you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. They announced a remake of Knights of the Old Republic, which is a very classic Star Wars game that people love quite a bit. I admit, I paid it for 10 minutes on Steam, then realised why I don't like gaming on my laptop and gave up. <laughs> but but a remake on consoles, I, I don't yeah, think I'm going to be able to pass this up, you know, give it some right. modern tweaks. Do you know anything about this game? I'm going to assume no. <laughs> Not much, no. It's it's. I think it's developed by Bioware, I believe. Right, I hope that's okay. correct. If not, I'll flash up the correct studio on screen. But um, it's one of those games where you have choices about how you go about and explore Mass Effect kind of thing style. Ah, I see. Okay. But, but it actually is Star Wars, so uh, it's it's very oh, well-renowned. And oh, they can... Cool. Yeah. yeah, if they can polish it with modern upgrades and 
just po- other polishes to the gameplay. I'm I'm going to be looking forward to picking this up. And interestingly, we're cutting a bit ahead now, but in the Nintendo Direct, they showed off that the original Knights of the Old Republic is coming to Switch, not the remake, just a a port of the original. And I, I feel like that would get that would have got me much more excited if I didn't know that a remake is coming. But it's yeah, it was a really odd decision to be like, well, we're making a remake, but here's the original, I guess. Like, yeah. Why not? Why not wait for the new one? I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's licensing reasons or something. But I guess if you don't have the um, if you don't have the modern consoles, uh, it's it's available on Switch, which is nice. And yeah. maybe you just want a something to keep you going, or maybe the remake's changing more than we expect. But either yeah. way, it's still not bad to have options to play the game, I suppose. So I'll I'll take more Star Wars options any day. <laughs> Certainly never hurts. But uh, we're going to continue this trend of things Kai probably doesn't care about, because uh, they announced a new SpongeBob 3D platformer called The Cosmic Shake, and all all that they showed in reveal trailer was a cinematic that just went all in on the memes. You know, it had Sweet Victory playing throughout it. That's not a bad thing. I mean, there's ways that that can go bad, leaning too hard into the memes and being a crap gameplay-wise, but. Good solid start. Did you watch this trailer, Kai? Yeah, uh, yes. It it felt like it was uh, not a real game in a way. It felt like it was just like some random group of people were just like, <laughs> let's make a funny SpongeBob game, and they just did it. So, and I guess there was no gameplay. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I, I, just a bunch of memes and stuff. I just thought it was real, <laughs> but I guess so. Yeah, I'll, I'll... big game all over again. I, oh god! I mean, we're reviewing that for the channel, right? That's uh, going to be of our course. first, our first review here. But uh, that aside, I am definitely interested in this. I am assuming it's by the team who makes, who made the Battle for Bikini Bottom remake. And whilst I think there were some missteps, generally I thought that was a decent adaptation of the original game. The animation quality and the visuals looked great, and if they can bring that over and the sense of humor and style to a new game. There's some there's some good potential there. It's definitely interesting, particularly like as people are going to enjoy is the main thing. Like people are just going to yeah. have fun with it because it just seems like, it, you know, it doesn't. Of course, we haven't seen the gameplay, but like, it, I, I get the feeling this is going to be one of those games where the gameplay is very much at the background and it's just the funny parts which are the uh, focus, which isn't necessarily a bad thing at all. Yeah, even like the original Battle for Bikini Bottom, the gameplay's solid, but it's not what you're there for. It's it does a good enough job for you to enjoy the scenery and the atmosphere, and as long as this does the same, I think there's definitely a potential for it to be a lot of fun. So yeah, I, that's definitely the case. I'm going to have to pick this up. I think last time I ended up spending 15 minutes talking about Battlefield Bikini Bottom on the podcast, so probably <laughs> expect the same. But <laughs> Look forward to that. You're in for a treat. But now, now we can finally get to the big guns. The Nintendo September Direct, which happened. And mm-hmm. now, first of all, we did do a reaction video to this. So if you want our initial impressions, the highlights of that, are on the channel. Check it out. But now we're, we're going to go a little bit more in-depth on some specifics games here. I've not included everything because we would be here in eternity. So I've passed over some games that didn't show much new or we wouldn't have much to say about or wouldn't be interested in. But of course, if I miss anything you want to mention, do say at the end, Kai. Of course, but... I'm talking all about Disney Magical World 2 Uncharted <laughs> Edition. 
<laughs> and that's it. You're reviewing Peppa Pig. I'm reviewing Disney Magical World. So it's sort of, of dual, dual reviews there. But <laughs> Sounds like a plan. But one thing, I think this is, as I mentioned in the reaction, this was probably the most hype I've ever seen you. And that was Age of Calamity <laughs> DLC, uh, the second expansion yeah. pass. Because they showed a bit of story stuff. It, we didn't really get what was going on from it, but it seemed cool. Then they showed off Robbie and Pura as a playable duo, it seems. Give us your thoughts, Kai. <laughs> I was just I was just happy that he was there. You seemed it. <laughs> I've been I've been calling it on the channel the whole time. I've been saying I just want Robbie to be playable. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, look at all this potential for a move set as well and all that. I just wanted him to be there so that I wasn't, you know, having this pipe dream this entire time. I, I just wanted it to happen. And it's happened now, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Again, I, I probably will by the, the DLC, but like, it's not something that I'm going to be rushing to do and complete. Uh, but yeah. I'm just happy he's there. He's He's got the representation he deserves in the game. Uh, you can finally I, I, I rest now. <laughs> yeah, I was just glad he was there. I've been waiting on this for like a year now. It's been good. Mm. They do look like a lot of fun. I think doing them as a duo rather than one character slot is probably quite a good idea. Yeah, and, it definitely uh, works. They're just, they're just both really fun personalities. So seeing the way that translates into movesets, they've already done such a good job with all the other characters in the game. So yeah, exactly. Definitely seems like a lot of fun, and of course they're also we know we're getting one more character, uh, which mm -hmm. I I mean at this point is it going to be Suga? Is it going to be Astor? I think they're the two obvious ones, but Suga, maybe they'll. Astor, yeah. Maybe they'll surprise us and add, like, I don't know, the flower girl from uh, Breath of the Wild <laughs> oh, in there. Can you you know? <laughs> oh, I would love the flower girl in there. Replace the fairies, <laughs> You know what yeah. I thought would be cool that I, I originally mm -hmm. thought it was in the trailer is um, I there, there was, like, a, a close-up for quite a long time on Fireblight Ganon. And yeah. I was sitting there thinking, is, are the blights going to become playable? Um, you know, kind of in a similar way to the fairies are, I guess. Um, hmm. I'm, that's not something like I'm particularly striving for, you know. It's not Robbie levels of hope, but I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. But ultimately, I think Suga or Astor probably or definitely deserves it more. So, yeah, that would be interesting, especially if they and uh, don't hate me for this. But if they played a bit like the fairies in how when you use different moves, you switch between a blight. I yeah, think that, that could sense. be uh, yeah. that could be interesting. But um, I I think I'm gonna guess Suga. I'm gonna put my money on on him. Yeah. But, uh, I'd say Suga as well. We'll see. I mean, I've already maybe, bought the maybe expansion pass. Evil, evil egg. Oh yeah, pass. yeah, evil egg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Suga's probably the most likely. Yeah, well, I'll be looking forward to it either way because, like I said, I own the expansion pass now, so I might as well mm. give it a shot. Uh, should be good fun. Yeah, loads of story. But the next thing uh, I want to mention here, I, I'm actually not sure if this is perfectly in order, but it's going by my memory, so let's hope for the best. Okay. They announced uh, we're going to find out the new Smash Bros. character on October the 5th. So only two days after this video is going up. Very soon. Sadly, Kai won't be able to react to it with me because uh, he just <laughs> hates fun. You know, that's how it is. Yeah. It's uh, a shame. Gotta kill chaos. I'm busy. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be at university, so I will not be there. However... Hmm. I will be doing the reaction video, uh, hopefully with Sam, it will go well, all goes well, so uh, do look forward to that, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but let's get your thoughts now, Kai, 
Okay. You, you, you have to say who's the final character going to be. Just one name. Uh, phew, you already put me on the spot here. Now I'm That's one what of the, I do. I'm I'm not someone who's like very sure or demanding it to be a certain character because I genuinely. I mean, I've been saying it for months now, basically, haven't I? Like, I genuinely have no idea, in the slightest, who the last one could be. Same. I think characters <laughs> like Crash uh, are definitely possible, but I don't want it to encourage it being Crash because all the all the Crash fans are annoying to me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly. Want also, to Activision aren't in a good light at the moment, so you know. Also that, yeah. So yeah. My my personal favorite pick would be either an, another Xenoblade rep, but that's un, you know just not going to happen. I would love a rep from uh, just any level 5 game would be my one. Just Nino mm. Cooney, Professor Layton, Inazuma 11. But the most likely one would be Professor Layton there. But any what of, if you got Catriel? I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would be glad that Catriel finally appears in a good game for once. Uh, <laughs> Fair point. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just going to say a level five rep, which may be cheating because it's not a single character. But hey, mm. it's it's level five. They're not going to get anything. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, my, Microsoft continue to be chummy with Nintendo. We're getting, as we'll get to later, Banjo Kazooie on Switch finally. So I'm going to say Master Chief, and let's just maybe that will be it. Chief. Okay. I'm. I'm don't necessarily think it, but I don't know, like you. I don't know who to think at this point, so I might as well say him. Maybe Phoenix Wright. That could be cool as well. I would uh, love Phoenix Wright. That's that. Yeah, that would be an awesome pick. But either way, we'll find out in a, just under a week. Uh, like I said, two days when this is releasing. So yeah. Either way, it's going to be hype, and people are going to be mad. But that's just the way of Smash. <laughs> That's my favourite part, though. Oh, if it's a yeah. Pokemon rep, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna laugh. Ooh. It's so funny. <laughs> I will just be content with some good Sword and Shield tunes, and I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of good ones in there. But the next thing that they showed off, which is something I'm really hyped for, it might be my favourite part of the direct: Kirby and the Forgotten Land, a, ah. a new Kirby game that's a 3D Kirby for basically the first time. I, I'm really yeah, looking Mario forward Odyssey to this. Mario looking great. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's Kirby Odyssey, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're still trying to figure out whether it's like an Odyssey or a 3D World type of game. Yeah. But either way, it's it's definitely that, but we've added Kirby to make it even better. So that that looks great. Yeah. From what, I, from what I've seen, uh, 3D lands, 3D world does seem the more apt comparison, I reckon. Just mm. other than the setting, just based on how it. You're moving down sort of 3D sections, but in a very linear fashion, and yeah. I'd imagine that's probably what it's going to be mostly. But it looks like a lot of fun and a good mix-up for the Kirby series, which has basically been the same formula since Return to Dreamland, which isn't a bad thing. But it's good for them to mix it up. Hmm. I think and this will be a hit. I think this will be definitely. Really this is one that I'm going to get at launch and just 100% because I'm keen when it comes to Kirby. But you can't blame me. The only thing I do wonder is if it will have multiplayer, because that is always yeah. really fun in Kirby games. Because in the trailer we saw no semblance of a multiplayer. Now maybe they haven't sort of programmed it in. We didn't get a release date, did we? Um, no, just 2022, or spring 2022. Right, so yeah, I, I think that maybe they just haven't completed that part of the game yet, or yeah. something. I, I do really hope there's at the very least two player though, because... yeah. 
it's just these kind of exploration games they just work so much better when you have multiple people but you know I get it can be hard to make happen with the game's design I mean but we didn't we didn't see any DDD or Meta Knight or, or Bandana Waddledy so maybe yeah, no they are going to be sorry. playable characters not bosses or anything or both they have been both before but they're, they've it, not been deconfirmed as anything so far which is yeah. a good part the table's still uh, the cards on the table, or some sort of saying that means yes, it could happen. So <laughs> cards on the cards, you say? Oh, oh! oh I was that's an excellent segue. <laughs> Go for it, Kaiden. I'll let you take this one. <laughs> All right. So yeah, one of the earliest games they announced, one of the few new ones, was um, Voice of Cards: The Isle Dragon Roars. Mm. Uh, now, the, one of the reasons people find this very interesting is because it's got the big sort of tag of Yokotaro on it. Uh, everyone's very excited about that. Yeah. So, um, I, I, honestly, yeah, this is one... It, it's a weird one, but this is one where I just looked at it and I was instantly like, yeah, I, I'm going to pick this up. Like, I just know I am. Because I, I do like card game. You know, I like games with that card aesthetic. I like when they mm. lay it out like that. Apparently, I haven't played the demo yet, but apparently the game's not actually that card-focused. It's just what the game looks like, and it's actually an RPG. Yeah, but, I've yeah, it just looks great. I've downloaded the demo, but I haven't started it yet. But um, that definitely appeals to me. I'm not a big fan of card games, but if it's a card aesthetic with more RPG gameplay, that definitely has some interest to me. And uh, as we'll get to later, I'm just sort of starting to get an affinity for Yokotaro's work. So uh, <laughs> the music alone, when you heard that, that was very near-like. And you yeah, combine that yeah. with the visuals of Kirby, it's like they're throwing out all the near vibes in this uh, direct but <laughs> yeah the game looked really solid though I'm, I'm looking forward to uh seeing that one come out properly definitely and um the next thing or one the next thing i want to bring up here is something that was rumored for quite a while but it's finally happening nintendo switch online is getting dlc but <laughs> it's including the nintendo 64 and the sega genesis uh, with a few selection of games from those, you know, classics such as, you know, of course, Sonic 2, uh, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and coming later down the line are games like Banjo-Kazooie, Paper <laughs> Mario. By the end of it, I think they sold us when they showed us the future games that are coming, because that's mm. a lineup. <laughs> yeah, at first I was looking at it and I was thinking sort of, eh, really? They, they went, they put DLC on the online service? That's a bit naff, mm. and they're just charging more for it, what are they doing? And then they showed off the list of N64 games that are going to be coming, and I was like, okay, this makes complete yeah. sense now, because, you know, trying to buy a lot of those games nowadays is bloody expensive. It's really difficult. Mm. Um, so it's great that they're all just going to be, be showing up, and I, I would say that for those who are like, ah, it's just, yeah, why are they doing this with the online and all that? I just I treat it as like a completely separate thing. Just it's a N sixty four portal. That's all it is, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think it can be understated the importance of playing these games online multiplayer, up to four player, with games yes. like Mario Kart and Star Fox multiplayer. Because whilst that's cool with the SNES games, there's really not too much value for it. You can do Mario Mario Kart SNES for a bit, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> 64 is the multiplayer machine. That is the game that mm. things like Dr. Mario Online could be a lot of fun. There's 
I don't I don't think you can understate how much more value the 64 adds to the service at least for me personally which is why I'm like I'm fine paying a bit more for it I'd like to see how much that would be nice to find yeah. out oh, yeah. especially because it's coming you know this upcoming month but um, I, I know I'm going to be opening my wallet for this because there's so much there that I have not played b- before I've never played Banjo-Kazooie I've never played Paper Mario and I definitely haven't played a lot of these games online so yeah I'm, I'm definitely sold on it yeah I think uh, I think it should be good definitely one thing that I'm not 100% sold on but I think it's damn hilarious Uh-oh. they revealed the cast for the Mario movie oh. um, <laughs> with such highlights as Chris Pratt as Mario Charlie Day as Luigi Jack Black as Bowser Seth Rogen Donkey Kong uh Michael Keegan Toad and I think it's Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. What an interesting choice! <laughs> oh, they Hollywoodified this film, huh? They really yeah, they that. really did. And the thing is, ultimately, yeah. most of these picks I actually think are quite good for Hollywood picks. You know, yeah, they're fine, honestly. Jack Black as Bowser, as you mentioned, could be hilarious. That'll be the highlight. That yeah. it's going to be, of course, not. I don't think it'll be quite on the same level as um, uh, Eggman in the Sonic film. Oh, yeah. that, okay, that was just phenomenal. But this was—I yeah. think Jack Black will still be the highlight of this uh, film. Absolutely. If they write him like they do in the uh, RPGs, they are in for a yes. solid yeah. time there. Oh, I really hope they go the route of giving—you know—doing the RPG writing rather than the route of just sort of the more the main line, like ah, he's big, big, angry reptile. The ones yeah. where if... he's just ones where he's a dad is the, so much better. It's so much. The fact they chose Jack Black. You almost feel they've got to be going down that route, don't you? If they're it's picking a good such sign. a yeah, a comedy actor like Jack Black, I think the the weirdest one is of course Chris Pratt. I mean, he's he's a good voice actor. He's he's done voice acting before in movies like Lego Movie, and he does a great job. It's just very hard to picture him as Mario, and we need to hear the voice because what yeah. what approach are they going to take for it? <laughs> it's hard to say. Are they going with like? I don't think they'll be doing the Italian thing, but will they be going the Brooklyn thing, like the old cartoons? Will they be doing just just his normal voice? It... The amount yeah. of times that last week that I quoted his tweet where he just goes, "It's a me, a Mario." That, that's not <laughs> the voice. He just, he yeah. just... <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. It was that so was funny. good. <laughs> yeah, so he's a, he's a good actor. So hopefully, um, hopefully it turns out well. Either way, whether it's Fantastic or it's a train wreck. I am on board either way. I think it's going to be funny. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> but um, now, actually, I think, do you want to mention Triangle Strategy, actually, Kai? I feel like you might have a few things to I say. I would here. like to, yeah. So yeah. they showed off uh, a bit more. They there was, a, there was a release date. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like... It's March 4th, March, I think. Or yeah. Something like that's that. That's it. Yeah, and uh, they just basically said we we listened to your feedback and we've made some improvements on the game. I uh, can't remember exactly what all of them are, but they, you know there were quite a lot of good ones, such as the feature to uh, turn back time, sort of like go back to redo your turns if you make mistakes and stuff. Difficulty um, options is really yeah, good. difficulty um, options camera is really movement. Good it, it, it was a difficult game, which I liked. Yeah, the the options are great. <laughs> camera movement. I think some UI updates like. I'm just so I'm I'm really looking forward to this because it really looks like it's a, a sort of a great entry into this genre and it feels mm. like they've 
properly thought like, okay, we're going to do this and we think this is good. They've then also taken feedback in and they gave themselves time. Like that, yeah. That's one of the biggest things is the fact that they didn't set a really near release date and just release it early. They actually went, we're going to give it a year, take some feedback in and improve it and stuff. So I, I just think this has a lot of potential and I really hope it sells well because I mm. think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun to uh, figure out. It clearly worked well for them with Octopath doing that demo and I'm glad to see that. Uh, I'm saying they did one with Bravely Default as well, I believe. So it's good to yeah. see that Square Enix are keeping up that trend and I don't know if I'll end up getting this game. It depends on what else is at the time. 2022 yeah. is looking packed but yeah. uh, <laughs> it definitely looks like a fantastic game and if I don't get it... Are you going to stream this guy out of curiosity? Um, or play it in your own time? Rob, I think this will be a thing in my own time because it's just one of those games where I like Makes to sense, yeah. Yeah, spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, yeah. But this will be a really good one to just sort of get my brain going from time to time, hopefully. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be fun. Yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, how it turns out. And um, another big game for 2022 because <laughs> for a game, for a direct that said it was focusing on winter, uh, there's sure a heck of a lot of 2022 stuff in here. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Splatoon 3, which uh, they showed off a bit more of gameplay, some new weapons, and uh, the campaign, Return of the Mammalians, where we're, mm -hmm. things are hairy for some reason, which uh, <laughs> is kind of scary. Yeah. No rhyme intended there, but... <laughs> I'm not sure how to feel about the fact that the new the new stuff in the game is like... You know, of course we had like the Octolings, and they were fun, and, and all that, and then just they're hairy now and it's like it's like the it's just Ice Age it's, it's just an Ice Age film yeah I I, I <laughs> we're going to hear um, Ray Romano voicing the Inklings at any moment in it definitely it's yeah. it's, it's it's you know very much it reminds me of uh, Tropical Freeze actually a little bit with that yeah but, um, in, in terms of the story I mean of course Splatoon's never been big on story but I'm unsure on how to feel of the setting of the game so far. I hope they do make it interesting because so far I'm not completely on board with that. But the gameplay and the new features, they've been showing off uh, a lot of new like weapons and specials and all that sort of thing on Twitter the last couple of days as well as the ones in the trailer. Yes. And, um, they're, they're definitely trying to make this uh, have like enough new stuff from the previous games considering that Splatoon 2 was also on the Switch. Um, it, it does look like they've put in the effort to add in loads of new things, which is is nice. Yeah, I think we just we need more time on this, particularly the campaign. That everything was shown at like such a rapid pace that you couldn't gather what was going on. But it definitely That's caught my interest. Foil, <laughs> Very true. It's definitely uh, fitting the woomy vibes there. But it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely interested in this. Like I said in the uh, reaction video, I missed out on two just because. At the time, I didn't really have anyone to play it with. And I don't really play this by myself. But now, I know a lot of people who will be getting this. So I'm probably going to have to pick it up. And Must oppose the large lads. I don't think there's much chance of that. Maybe we can yeah, do no, like a special sorry. video where we fight the la large lads and oh, get God, our butts handed to us. us. Oh, yeah, no. just a self-destruction video, I suppose. But <laughs> I have nightmares about that roller. Oh man, it's terrifying. But it looks good, and speaking mm. of things that look good, Bayonetta three. It only took. Oh, are you talking about the game or the character? Let me just let me just rewind real quick. I meant I said Bayonetta three. <laughs> okay. So I meant the game, 
Though I like her new design. It looks I just cool. That was smooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm known for being smooth, aren't I, Kai? It's my reputation here. So uh, yeah. I have something to live up to here. But <laughs> the game is looking like a lot of fun. They didn't. Hmm. They teased us out there with like the lappy from Astral Chain. Yeah, that was a huge throw right there. <laughs> Very Bayonetta style. I wouldn't be surprised if there are more Astral Chain references in the game, for example, and I would be absolutely on board with that because I love that game. But mm. it's just nice to see it finally. It looks like more Bayonetta, rapid-paced action, destroying the heck out of... I don't even think they're angels or demons now, whatever they were this time. It looks but, very... Um, uh, yeah, it looks like the monsters, of course, but then it also looked quite futuristic. I don't know much about the other Bayonetta games, but do any of them have like random armies just kind of chilling in like a city? I don't think we've seen an thing. army. I mean, the we is sort of set in a. You, you get some city levels. The opening to Bayonetta Two is in like a city, so it's not entirely out of line. Now, literally, on the, you're you're fighting on top of fighter jets in the first level of Bayonetta Two. So, oh right, okay. <laughs> but you didn't see like that that focus on army dudes. So you kind of wonder to what extent that was for the fake out, or is that just what is happening with the story there. Everything seemed to be from, like, possibly the first level in the game. So it's hard to tell where things will go from that point. Everything felt quite contained, what they showed us. But the fact that it was... It seemed to be from the same location and there was so much crazy shit happening. That's Bayonetta for you. So... I mean, is there any is there any connection between Astral Chain and Bayonetta in terms of, like, the creators or anything? Because... Uh, uh, it's Platinum like Games. Really... Yeah, it's Platinum Games. Oh, okay, same same team. I was thinking, like, because yeah. otherwise it'd be very weird to just see Lappy there. But uh, right, right, that yeah. makes complete sense. <laughs> I have a feeling, especially because of the, the style of the games, anyway. So yeah, they make okay. they make fun games. Um, so a lot to look forward to. Definitely. Oh, you got you, got, you haven't played any Bayonetta, have you, Kai? No, I have like no experience with the series. I just know it's very combo heavy and chaos. That's about True. It. Start with Astral Chain first. That may be an unpopular opinion, but that's my favourite. But... <laughs> Astral Chain is the prequel to Bayonetta. Heard it at first, folks. You've got the lore. Uh, you know, your, your uncle works at Platinum Games, right? So <laughs> He does, actually, yeah. He works at their Nintendo, Microsoft. He works at all of them. Busy guy. He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. Does he, by any uh, chance work at Game Freak, because <laughs> he might be able to let us in on some secrets of the new Pokemon games upcoming, because we got some new trailers for those recently. How's that for mm -hmm. a segue? Boom. Uh, but, first of all, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, we got the new trailers, where they showed off the uh, Poketech, which seems to uh, have things like HMs built into it, rather than teaching them to Pokemon, and which a few other features nice. on that. Yeah, Seems very streamlined, which is good, because... Gen 4 needs to be streamlined from what I've heard. Oh, we saw the things old like, games, uh, there were a lot yeah. of things like that, especially with just HMs though, because you just had to have like a Bidoo following you around the whole time. <laughs> I mean, how is that a bad thing? I, I failed to see the problem there. You're just going to be OP. Well, the difference between the HM slave Bidoof and the, and the god Bidoof <laughs> is quite stark sometimes. Oh, fair point. We also saw things like Poffings um, and Amity Square, where you can have, I think it was six Pokemon following you around. Yes. Generally, it just looks nice. What did you think of the trailer? Um, I was just very 
glad to see what they showed off because, of course, the initial fear that uh, a lot of people expressed from the very first trailer was this looks alright, you know, of course it's mm. debatable, but are they going to have all the features from the old stuff or are they going to make it as bare bones as uh, they could, you know, like Sword and Shield was? Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad at the very least they've brought in a lot of the old things um, into the game, such as that, you know, they're sort of just showing off more from from the past. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, that that should be a lot of fun, really. Um, not sure what else there is to say about it. But well, just glad uh, moving on to the next one, then. Pokemon Legends Arceus. They showed off a few new stuff. We saw, like, some different characters you'll meet in the game. I think... Wardens, I think they were called. Yes. So we've got some new character designs. They showed off... One of my favourite things was when uh, he threw these Pokeball in midair... It does like a Breath of the Wild slow mo, which I thought was yeah. <laughs> bullet that, that time kind of so cool. Like the the part yeah. where they uh, the jump off uh, or the Basque Legion flies into the air and that, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a lot of potential just with the with the riding Pokemon thing. I already thought that was cool, but seeing like the the uh, Hisuian Braviary swooping in as well and all that, it's just oh, it looks great. It looks so good. Hmm. The game continues to look really nice, and they ended it with a. A new Pokemon, uh, mm-hmm. Cleavor. Yeah. Kai, you're you're the more the Pokemon fan here. What do you think of this new Pokemon? I think it looks cool. Um, at first, I was a little confused because I thought, like, is this like a a Pokemon you can catch? Is it a legendary or something mm. like that? Because it had like all the all the special stuff around it. And then it's like, yeah, yeah it's just Cleavor. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, it's evolution of um, Cipher. Um, Right. It was yeah, it was Cypher, wasn't it? No. Uh Caesar? Caesar? I actually need to check that real quick. I can't remember if it's Cypher or Caesar. Yeah, I can picture the Pokemon, I just don't know their names. But <laughs> let me check real quick. But yeah, I, I think it looks great. I I really like the new design, Bug Rock type, which uh which suits, I suppose. Um mm. looking forward to seeing more Hisuian Pokemon show up, just because I think that the sort of older designs are quite interesting to look at. Um, Definitely. And on that topic, if you're if you're interested in potential other ideas for Hisuian Pokemon forms, maybe stay tuned to this channel. That's all I say. Mm. We we might have a video coming up some point in the near future on that, so yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> I just um I just checked, yeah, it's an evolution of Cypher. So That's, that means okay. that Cypher now has actually like two evolutions being Scizor and Cleavor. For uh, I right. guess different situations, which is cool. Uh, they did did a similar thing with uh, one of the Pokemon. Actually, no, they did quite a few of them in in uh, Galar with that, such as Mister Mime. Yeah. Wait, no, Mister Mime didn't have an evolution. No. Oh. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> you just love Mister Mime so much, you know. You can't can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> no, them. I'm thinking of um, Corsola. That's that's that might be it. But you know, they didn't have a split evolution either. Ignore me, I'm, I'm waffling. <laughs> Let's focus on the fact that in the Sam game... Sam is face-palming watching like... this. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of an example and I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> um, let's focus instead on the fact that uh, on top of all the things... like uh, It's quite interesting with the lore of the game, isn't it? How there's all the older stuff, the old designs for the Pokemon and uh, yeah. Jubilife and that sort of thing. And then there's just an, a, a god phone. You, you just own a, a phone... Of God, <laughs> of Arceus, that just just casually they were like, "Oh yeah, you've got you've got this phone." It's like, okay, well that's odd, but probably going to make things much more convenient. <laughs> so 
So it makes things cool. more convenient. Streamline stuff. I'll take it. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I, I I looked at the um some of the bits of like the menus in the game. Uh, yeah. I really like the UI. It really does remind me of uh, Breath of the Wild, while also having its own sort of style to it. Um, uh, it just I see looks what you clean, mean. though. Mm. It looks really good. It's nice to see Pokemon fans being largely positive. So you know, it doesn't happen often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's because po- well, not even Game Freak making a good game here, but. It's a good Pokemon game. Finally, well, I don't want to be one of those fans, but it, it's it's a a good more new effort. Pokemon game. <laughs> more effort. That's the way yeah. to put it. Definitely looks like there's been more effort put into it. So I'm yeah, really this... glad to see all of that. And again, that's I mean, Pokemon Diamonds and Pearl remakes are coming soon, but Legends Arceus is early next year. There's another thing for the long list of stuff coming out next year that oh god, I can't <laughs> keep up with it all, but. Uh... Yeah, just tell me about it. Moment of silence for everyone's wallets and free time. Yeah. Honestly. But let's I think that's enough news for one day though, so let's let's end off the news there. There's been a lot of good right. stuff and let's have a look about what we've been playing in the present because okay. we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast, Games Time Baby, where we talk about the games that we've been playing over the past month. Basically two months for me, because I'm on such a backlog of these where I'm just going to have to skip over some games. I've been playing too many. <laughs> I would be here a while. What about you, Kai? Have you been playing a lot recently? Uh, I suppose there's two to talk about, yeah. If you want to start so, things um, off with your first one. How about we make the first one a joint one? Uh, and let's talk about the fact that we played on stream. Uh, Trine 2. That was a good thing. Yes! That was a while back. Yeah. Wait, did we talk about that already? We didn't, did we? I'm not I don't think crazy. so. Okay, I've talked cool. about it before, before we played it together, but... <laughs> there we go, it's fine then. Yeah, we, so we did that uh, on my on my stream a while back. Um, mm. Just sort of went through the whole game, uh, both of us and then Tom, Beam or Duck. Uh, mm. it, it, was, it was really fun, yeah. I liked all the additions they made. The, uh, the platforming was still cool. Also difficult, of course. Um, <laughs> I like... I don't know why I have such an affinity for all the gravity-based... Uh, because it's in the game, game breaking and it's fun. <laughs> I guess so. I guess gravity based items in a platforming game is going to do yeah. that to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that that was all quite fun. So um, I, yeah, I just wanted to say like I really enjoyed How that. You... Looking forward to playing the third one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because three is a three D game and it's mm-hmm. quite a bit different. Our plans, I think, are we're going to play three on the channel here with Sam at some point, and yes. then we'll do four on Kai's stream with Tom again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and four makes is definitely the most polished and refined game. There's a lot of cool tweaks there. That's but cool. Out of curiosity, what was it like playing the thief as opposed to the knight? Do you have a preference over them? Or um, I wouldn't say there's like a strict preference, but I do. You know, of course, as it should be, they excel at different things, which yeah was cool. So the, the 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 warrior in the first game, I just liked how good he was at trolling and just the gravity shield mainly <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. Of course, it's nice being able to fight things. Um, on the other hand, playing as the rogue in this game was cool because of the mobility. Just, of course, the grappling hook's really cool as is, but um, it, it made the game feel much more fluid. Just mm. the way I was able to move so freely around the areas. Um, it so is that nice. that definitely made the game just feel nicer to play. Uh, yeah. Less trollability uh, <laughs> overall, but I mean there were there were some 
sort of uh, puzzles where I control with the uh, with the gravity arrows. You know, it was always there. So I was definitely feeling the pain lost. at some moments. <laughs> Yeah, the the rogue definitely didn't feel like it was missing anything compared to the yeah. knight. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was like necessarily. I liked it more. I liked them both around the same, but they, they were both really cool. I just struggled yeah. trying the mage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but maybe maybe that's your next role then. If you've done two of them, Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Got to follow oh, up the goodness. trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was good fun, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed playing that, and look forward to getting through the next one that will be interesting Free's very janky even more so it's it's broken oh, so goodness. it's going to be fun I mean I guess 3D <laughs> will make that happen oh yeah but um, I guess I'll talk about uh, one of my games I played and I referenced mm. this a few times earlier I played uh, Near Automata or is it Automa- Automata Automata I, I don't even know Automata I'd guess that's what I'm going to say with I think Carl said it differently last time when he talked about it but you know Automato. what my <laughs> That's it. So I was playing near Automato here, and it it's just fantastic. It is just a really, really good game. I only picked it up because um, PlayStation Now had a one had a trial for one pound for a month. So I thought I might as well give it a shot for a pound and download a few games from it. Playing near for free is like or, or for yeah, one pound for is one pound. That's so crazy. And that I mean, was I enough mean, time. He props yeah. to props to uh, you know. The, the PS5 and all that just for being able to make that happen because there's so many cool games you can get for so cheap definitely that. and it was just I, di- I didn't I, it's not a game I, I had sort of a bit of an interesting but I wasn't sure I'd ever get around to it and, but this gave me the right opportunity to and I'm so glad I did because it's just so fantastic I mean I, I did through all of the uh, the main story routes there's a few different endings you have to go through and yeah. uh, as as our friend Oliver will tell you, just keep playing it till it ends. Just keep going, <laughs> and you will want to because there is so much. The story is interesting. The characters are great. The music is just the best thing ever. I, I mean, quite simply, if you heard <laughs> the music in the uh, cards game that Yoko Taro is working on, yeah, mm. very similar vibes to that. I'll hopefully um, slot some into the the video uh, for this podcast. Actually, just it's so atmospheric. And yeah. it's all on Spotify as well, so go listen to it if you haven't. But just just play this game; it's it's a lot of fun. The action is very fast paced. Uh, fast paced. You've got a few different characters who mix up things a little bit, but generally you're much like you know sort of bayonetta style. You're doing fast paced action, chaining things together. I think it is platinum, so there's a lot of similarities between sort of astral chain and bayonetta again here. But um, yeah, it's just. A really, it's just a beautiful game. I think is the best way I can put it. And it, it there were so many times that it just left me in awe in what I was looking at. So, and what was happening. So, it, I, I I can't even tell you on the ending. And something just in even in the end credits, even something happened to make me go, "What the heck?" So it's that kind of game for you. A it's, lot of plot it's very special. I've heard, yeah, a lot of it. If, if you haven't been spoiled on it, don't spoil yourself. Go play. Yeah, because, that's one uh, game I've I've deliberately been keeping myself blind on. Yeah, I mean you can even outside of the free trial, you can straight up buy the game for like seventeen quid on Amazon, or uh, so it's it's not too expensive. It's def- definitely recommend it whenever you have time for it. It's uh, a really special experience, and I need to play uh, Replicant at some point, which is the remake oh, yeah. of the first Nier game. So that's 
that's on my list. Uh, but Kai, why don't you give us uh, the second thing you've been playing? Right, uh, this one's been a long time coming at this point. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Metopia. Uh, <laughs> what oh, what yes. a game! What a game! Uh, so I I streamed this. Uh, I think it was like two months ago at this point. Um, yeah, <laughs> and just what a brilliant game! Like. You know, it's an RPG, it's a traditional RPG that has its own like quirky elements to it. Uh, you choose every single character in the game, you can choose their personalities, which, you know, affects quite a lot. The fact that you, their personalities affects their gameplay is even better, like it just makes the game feel very alive. Mm. Um, oh, the, the music is just brilliant. Like, I don't know why they made the music so good for a game about Miis. Uh, but here we are. It's it's phenomenal. The great sage um, theme gets me every time. It's so good, and the, the great sage theme is amazing. There's a lot of different songs that use the great sage motif later in the game, yeah. uh, which again is brilliant. I think my favourite two themes from the game are the Powder Peaks battle theme, and I guess I can't really. I don't want to spoil it, but the the final boss's first phase, uh, that battle theme as well is just so brilliant. Um, yeah, but but overall, like the soundtrack is is better than it should be. Um, the the game itself is just very creative. Like it, it's all about, of course, faces, people's faces being stolen. So all the enemies are like these random objects that have mm. had faces be put onto them. Um, so you know, it's just really creative with all of that. They drop food, and there's like three hundred different types of food that all have their own different artwork and descriptions. Um, yeah. All the enemies. There's like a mode where you can look at the enemies and sort of throw things at them. I believe, like it's Pikmin or something. <laughs> um, it's just it's so creative, and it's not even charming. a short game either. Yeah, charming is definitely the way to put it. And of course, I like my charming games. Yeah, um, I um, I because I haven't played this myself. It's it's one of those games where it just fell under the radar because there's so much so many games to play, and I wasn't gonna get time for it. So I watched your Let's Play of it, uh, well, your Twitch streams of it, and mm -hmm. it, it was just, I really enjoyed the streams, they were great fun, the game has so much personality to it, I mean, yeah. it, it helps that I was, of course, a uh, character in it, uh, so, <laughs> what can I say, that just makes yeah. any game better by default, of course, but, yeah, <laughs> it was, it's it was a really brilliant. fun watch time, and, uh, I mean, I think just to speak about what they upgraded from the 3DS version, because, of course, it's a remake, Yes. Just the stuff they did with the character creator made things so much cooler and just bonkers. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible what people can make. Like That that was definitely the biggest change from the 3DS version. Uh, of course, the other things include like the uh, the horse edition. The horse is overpowered, which makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that sort of adds to it. You've got, of course, the, the upgraded visuals, um, which so now the game actually looks like... If, if I mean, you might not think it at first because it's a me game, but when you actually look at some of the backgrounds in the areas, they're incredibly well made. Mm. Um, but the, and the game's not even short either. That's the thing. Like the the main story itself is probably like what forty hours for a lot of people, something along those lines, yeah. maybe thirty if you're going through it a bit quicker. And then <laughs> that that brings me on to the post game now. <laughs> This oh, is definitely no. not the highlight of the game, like the the main story is where there's more things happening. But um, for completionists who want to buy it, the post game's big. I mm. the thing I was always saying is the post game is three times bigger. 
than the regular game. Um, and yeah. that was wrong. It's a lot more than three times bigger. Oh my <laughs> god. It's, um, the, the main reason for this is the post-game opens up two new areas, whereas the main game has, what, like n- nine maybe? Um, but the fact that you can upgrade your character's levels and equipment a lot more than the main story lets you. Um, there's just so much more to it. Uh, the only problem is is that it's not interesting. Just put simply, once you've learned all of the moves and all of that, it, the stuff that's left yeah. isn't incredibly interesting. It's very just grindy, boring. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it because <laughs> I like the game a lot. Yeah. Um, it reached a point where I was trying to 100% the game and get all of the achievements. The only problem is... I was playing the game for probably two hours a day for like three weeks in order to um, get all my characters to the max level. So that's like a lot of time, multiple hours every day for a couple of weeks. One of the achievements is to essentially do that 11 more times, which would mean that if I'm playing for a couple of hours a day, every day, it would take me like half of a year just to get all the achievements. Like, the achievements yeah. are... They're, they're a little bit whack. I think they're too unrealistic, although it, I guess it does truly encompass what 100% would mean in the game. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's a bit tricky, but... So it sort of left the game on a sour note for me. But the other, like, 90% of the game and the, the main highlight of the main game is just... It's, it's phenomenal, and I, I think it's genuinely one of, if not the best game to introduce people to RPG games, like, at mm. all. Even more like than, too. like, Pokemon or any other mainline user-friendly RPG game. I just think Metopia sells it the best because, you know, because of things like status effects, you know, they're not, like, poisoned, paralyzed, where you're like, what does that mean? It's, they're crying, therefore they can't hit you, or they're busy laughing so they can't attack. Mm. It's the extra bits of personality and the way they convey uh, information in the game. It's I just mean, incredible for new players to the series. Can you play as Peter Griffin in uh, Pokemon? I don't think so, so True. there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal. That's all it is. Very good, yeah. I enjoyed watching it. And um, I guess for my next thing, my next game is uh, technically f- four games, so... <laughs> okay, oh yeah, this... gonna... yeah. I'm going to break this down a little bit, but um, in the build-up, uh, for Metroid Dread, which I'm very excited for, I went over the last two months and replayed the 2D Metroid series. And by that I mean the definitive version of each game. So uh, for Metroid 1 I played Zero Mission, and for 2 I played Samus Returns, then just Super Metroid and Fusion, which are the only versions of those games. And man, I had such a fantastic time with it. It's Metroid is just such a really consistently great series. And I'll, I'll go into each one a little bit. I won't spend too long here because it'd be here forever. And generally, you know, there's they're quite similar. But uh, Zero Mission, which I had to dig my Wii U for uh, out of storage, and by that I mean just the back of the shelving unit. But uh, cool. it's a remake of one, which definitely needs a remake because the original has not aged very well remotely. And it's just a very solid remake. I think it's the most balanced of the Metroid games where it, it really balances the exploration with the linearity, which is kind of a thing for Metroid fans prefer one on the other but this really encompasses both together. It of course introduces uh, Zero Suit as well with a new stealth section uh, at the end which is really cool 
and has some great lore to it. So I was really happy to play this for the first time and I had a really enjoyable time with it. Samus Returns is of course the most recent one, which is by the same team, Mercury Steam, who are making Dread. And that's my favorite game, just because of how modern it is. The counter move, which allows you to instantly counter physical attacks, which usually physical attacks are quite annoying in Metroid games because you can only dodge them, but yeah. giving you a way to counteract that, especially in boss fights, really changes things up. And as you've seen in the Dread trailers, they make it so beautiful and cinematic. It is. Oh, it it feels like weird, you're. Doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like you're taking part in some sort of like alien movie, like Alien, you know, of sorts. It mm. really immerses you in the environment. And the gameplay as well is just incredibly solid. It's it kind of balances linearity and exploration as well, where you you go linear you go in a linear fashion between these different sections, and then within those sections you can explore quite a bit to hunt down the Metroids. But yeah. um it's the just of branching it, paths there are is crazy. A lot, yeah. And it has a but thankfully it has the best like the best map features and exploration features for uh, accessibility and finding everything there is to see. And the final boss, gen I won't spoil it, but genuinely might be one of my favourite final bosses in any game ever. It's just oh, really? so, so good, yeah. It's a new boss. It wasn't in the original Metroid 2, but um, it's really fantastic. So great time, and I'm glad this team are making Dread. Then Super Metroid, which um, I played before, but this was my first time finishing it. And oh, yeah. it is the exploration game. If you like the exploration, you are getting it in spades here. And I think what I particularly find with Super Metroid is it holds up insane. It's probably the best aged game out of all these classic games. I compare that to like Mario World and A Link to the Past. It's I know those games have both aged pretty well, but Hmm. I honestly think Super Metroid. There's only a few moments where I really feel it. Generally, it feels almost modern still in some aspects to it, and just how smooth it plays. There's still gripes like the map. You can't. you know, you can't if you can't see where the green doors are for super missiles. If you need to go and find one of those, yeah. you can't look in the maps of a different area when you're not in that area. And uh, there's there's bits of jank to it, but if you're, I can see why it's people's fra- some people's favorite because no game has the feeling of exploring a an alien planet quite like this game does. And I think you've even played a bit of it, haven't you, Kai? Yeah, I played a couple of hours worth of Super Metroid. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. Really solid game, and um, complete opposite end of the spectrum, Fusion, which is the <laughs> linear game. It is the uh, one that goes all in on story details and does it quite well, but quite particularly, it uh, really goes in on the horror and being the suspense of being chased down by this monster called the SAX, which is like a version of Samus. And mm-hmm. I think you can sort of see the influence of that in Dread being hunted down by, uh, I believe they're called the Emmy, those robots. So, um, yeah, and that was just a really good game for that sort of, the suspense and the atmosphere of it. And I think that's the most, the coolest thing about the Metroid series is going by the definitive version of each of these games. I don't think there's a clear favourite. Everyone is pretty evenly spread as someone's favourite. You know, I've seen so many people say they love Zero Missions, their favourite, because how it balances it. I've seen people say Samus Returns because of how modern it is and the counter. I've seen Super Metroid because of the exploration and Fusion because of the suspense. You know, they're all they all bring something all got completely something unique. Good about them. Yeah. yeah, and none of them are like a weak link, and that just makes me so much more excited for Dread. Which, I, I, I as you might have seen in our reaction video, well, actually, no, we didn't put this in the reaction video. 
I was just closing my eyes for that section because <laughs> yeah, you didn't I don't want to see more. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go into the game blind now because I'm so excited for it. But uh, Metroid, good, really good. And uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to Prime 4 as well whenever that comes out. Prime's a good series. Mm-hmm. Need to play Prime 2. I've played Prime 1 and 3, not 2, don't ask. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 2D Metroid just hits differently and it's it's fantastic at what it does and I'm looking forward to Dread so much. It mm-hmm. should be good. That has been my Metroid map talk for today. So, <laughs> for today, this time, I do want to quickly mention as well. Until Dread comes out. Oh, I'm I'm going to be talking because that will be my main topic for next month's uh, Games Time Daily. So, uh, oh okay, <laughs> be prepared to hear a lot about that. But I do want to quickly mention. I'm not going to go into them because we don't have time. But I also played Gravity Rush on the uh, cool. PlayStation Now, and that was a really fun platformer that used gravity mechanics. A bit jank in places, but it had a lot of personality and was a fun game. So if you see it cheap, I'd recommend it. And I also did Delta Rune Chapter 2, which is just... It's Toby Fox. It's great. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be good. I've had a good... Yeah, had a good time gaming, and uh, it's only going to get better. There's more coming, so... Good good time. <laughs> yes. I guess next month will be when we talk about uh, the Animal Crossing stuff, because they did technically do an announcement, yeah. but there, there will be a direct soon, so we'll be able to talk about that fully once they've you know, actually released the information about it. Yeah, we'll have Smash news, we'll have Animal Crossing news, and, and plenty more, I'm sure, to talk about next month. So, mm-hmm. yeah, do stay tuned for the rest of our podcast. This is the end of this show, but uh, we'll be here next month with all of that. We'll do uh, videos in between with extra discussions and some gameplay videos perhaps even, so stay tuned to the channel for all of that. And there will be, of course, Spotify has the audio-only versions of the podcasts and discussions, if you prefer to listen that way. And uh, Kai, where can people find you at? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Faskarine. I am currently playing through Great Ace Tourney Chronicles still. Uh, I'm on case three currently uh, of the first game. And yeah, it's just a complete blast. Uh, again, I'll, I'll express my full thoughts on that once I've beaten it. But oh, it's I'm a big fan of mystery games, and this is living up to the expectations. <laughs> so yeah, it's on uh, my list. That's where you can find me uh, Thursdays and every other Saturday. Uh, hmm. Yeah, feel free to join in. Go check that out, and also make sure to check out our graphic designer Sam, who does all the work on the thumbnails and the logo for the channel and all the channel art. Uh, will be links for his stuff his Twitter in the description below. Thank you, Sam. Pay for and that... alcohol edition. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell people about that. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll cut it out. I probably won't. So, that is it for the video. So thank you so much, all of you, for watching. And take care, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.